Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I am Sam Delaney, and welcome to a new week. Ooh, the catchphrase appears to have disappeared. <laughs> well, it's been suspended because... Right. Yeah. Big news tonight, isn't there? What the fuck is that? Sound effect gizmo. Uh, we get the gist. All right, that's not worked. Okay. Big news, Do you want Earth me? Tournament. Big news from Earth Tournament yeah. this evening, where, out in Veracruz, England have beaten Argentina two goals to one, taking them through into the semi-final playoff league. Wow. So explain this again, semi-final playoff league. Well... I may have given misinformation in the past. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, carry on. Basically, we end up after this round with three teams, one of which the first that we know is England. Yeah. Okay. We go into um a three team league. Yeah. Originally what I said and what I thought was that whoever won that league was the champion was the Earth Tournament champion 2019? It, 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 it's something we've grown to uh, deal with and understand. Take for granted. Well, sure. whether I misunderstood, whether I was misinformed, whether someone somewhere—let's <laughs> just say an individual who could be in control of this whole <laughs> thing via only his mind—has <laughs> said that has quite angrily reprimanded Ooh. me. Ooh. When he saw that I had written the schedule, yeah. I'd written the schedule and I'd put this round of games that we are embarking upon, that we embarked upon today, yeah. as the semi-finals. He said, why have you put that as semi-finals? It's not semi-finals. I said, it is, because whoever wins these three matches goes into a league, which is effectively the final. Yeah. And he went, no, it's not, because whoever finishes first and second in that league play each then other, they play each in, other a sh- in, the final. in a showpiece final right that that makes more sense because then you have a final as opposed to just some games well quite but th- don't don't forget these teams would have already played each other once in yeah. this league well. but whatever england are through that's the main thing let's focus on that for now um i don't know if you saw the update earlier uh, from the tournament uh, earlier this morning, I was able to no, I've, give I've been people. Out, I've been out on a narrow boat all day, but more of that later. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, and what's amazing is that on any other week, that would have been by a mile. <laughs> on any other episode, the biggest story we had we might just get a couple of minutes at the end. I mean, it's going to struggle for time this time <laughs> round, but I mean, usually it would be absolutely huge. 
Um, I, see I see that you've got a Kylie story as well, so that's that's relegated. Yeah, the Kylie story's got to be worth again on another week. Kylie having just turned in the set she's turned in. Yeah, right on at, at Glastonbury, which was fucking sensational. Just I would have easily given a whole episode over to my Kylie story. However thin it may seem, I would have really milked it even yeah. more than usual. Yeah. But no time, because the big news is from Veracruz. Um, we knew this morning that England were retaining Jeffrey Skate with no injuries to worry about, mm-hmm. was retaining the exact same side that had beaten Uruguay in same, the last game. Same weird formation. Same weird formation. Okay. Um, and it was just this, it's just the gift that keeps on giving, this partnership up front, White House and Michael Fresh. Uh, of course, Michael Fresh had been the one sort of grabbing most of the limelight over the last few games. Yeah. But, as we will find, that was set to change. They were back in Veracruz, where I think they played one of the earlier uh, games in the tournament. But this time, they're playing in a different stadium in Veracruz. I learned a lot about Veracruz. <laughs> right. There was a lot of stuff. They were playing in Stadio Veracruz. Um, there are two big teams in Veracruz, and they're deadly rivals. Right. This situation in Veracruz League fo- club football really provided a tangent today when I was going over Earth Tournament with Len because we <laughs> got you... right stuck into Veracruz. Sorry of it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, 33 degrees centigrade, and that Ooh. was before kickoff in the morning. So I don't know what it was when they go out on the pitch, close to 40, I think. Um, all I knew from the cap from the campsite, which of course we've been increasingly fascinated by, especially since uh, Monty Moore's bear prank like, <laughs> the week before. I, you know, I'm, we're all hungry for more information about the goings on on the campsite. No more pranks. Um, I keep, you know, when I, keep, when I every time I think about that, I keep thinking of the fella who told us he didn't want to hear about Earth Tournament. How could you not want to hear about the England assistant manager doing a bear prank well, at a campsite? He's, he's unsubscribed now Good. because he felt it was immature. Good. Um, but he's missing out. What's he doing now? Good. What's we're he listening to chaff. this evening? Yeah, what the fuck is he listening to? the numbers. Good. Yeah. Um, so he's gone and he didn't get to hear about the bear prank. I said, oh, Monty Moores has given up his pranks. Did Jeffrey Skate tell him to stop? Len said... Monty Moores actually isn't that much of a prankster. I said, well, he fucking sounds like one. He said, no, it was just that bear one was just a one-off. Just a one-off. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if it's a one-off, bloody hell, not bad if you're an inexperienced prankster to come up with a prank so good that it made your main sp- like striker and his mate fucking shit themselves shit so badly the they ran into the woods and hid for a week. <laughs> Anyway, perhaps Monty Moore has been reading some kind of a manual about you know achievement and how to yeah. do it, managerial yeah. achievement. Tiny margins, yeah. Tiny margins. Lesson five: play pranks. Yeah. On your underlings. Lesson five: bear pranking. Yeah. The best way to get that final bear pranking. It's got to be fi- bear pranks. Final naught point five percent of effort out of your team. Yeah. Um, anyway, all I found out about the campsite goings on this week was that, you know, they're all on sort of basic food in the canteen. Mainly beans, yeah. M- Monty Moores and Jeffrey Skate laid on uh, marshmallow toasting on Thursday night. Oh, around around the campfire. campfire. Oh, yeah. lovely. Team building. So, apparently that went down really well. I'll bet. And 
really because some of them were starting to feel homesick but the marshmallows you can just imagine jeffrey skate going uh monty how's morale (laughs) uh not good gaffer some of them some of the lads getting a bit homesick missing their mams the bear prank didn't go down well missing their wives a lot of them i'll admit now i'll hold my hands up the bear prank (laughs) it it it, it, well it it, there were mixed reactions put it that way (laughs) Some of the lads are still sh- pretty shaken up. Uh, <laughs> I've told them time and time again it was just a prank, but they say now they cannot get bears out of their heads. And every time they hear a noise <laughs> in the night, some of them haven't slept for days. So that were a mistake. So, I, you know, I'm a bit worried, to be honest. Yeah, I thought you'd say that. Listen, get yourself down to the old Super Mercado in the village, right? <laughs> Get us a load of fucking marshmallows. I don't know what they call them here, but, you know, you can mime it to them. Uh, they're bound to fucking stock them. How do you mime marshmallows? Yeah. <laughs> He'll find a way. He's Monty Moore's. Fucking, if anyone can, Monty Moore's can. <laughs> he made a best silhouette appear on the side of a tent. He can buy marshmallows. Of course he can. Gaffer, Gaffer, it's a, it's a good hour's walk, you know, down to the, the village where the... Super Mercado is. Yeah, well, fucking hell, what else have we got to do with our time? <laughs> You're fucking bored shitless on this campsite. How many games of table tennis can you have? <laughs> get yourself down there, right? Get some fucking marshmallows, right? And get some of them skewers, pl- your wooden ones, mind. And uh, we'll have a little bit of a marshmallow up tonight round a fire. Get some matches and some kindling as well, <laughs> right? And on your way back, take the long route through the woods and just collect as many sticks as you can find. I was going to say, is you got to send the squad out into the fucking woods to collect the kindling. That mm. kid might none be pied, of, wouldn't it? None, none, of the play, none of the players will go into the woods. because uh, of the bear. The bear thing shook them up so yeah, much. How many times do I have to tell you, lads, there is no bear? You don't get bears in Mexico. <laughs> it's, not a Mexican, it's not a Mexican type of animal. <laughs> Although is it in the Lenniverse? We don't know. I'll have to ask. Ask him. Ask him. Um, apparently, a lot of that he he had to walk to another village. He had to go even further because the marshmallows in most of the marshmallows you get in Mexico yeah. are quite spicy. They're oh. chilly, and that's how they like him. So he had to fucking go for ages to get gringo marshmallows. I like the sound of that, which are just the plain ones. Um, the best player for Argentina is Pablo Suarez. I should have done all this on Friday's episode, but mm. whatever. Before you go any further, do you know, was there, uh, as, as well as the marshmallows, was there a sing-song around the campfire? Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Okay, no wasn't problem. mentioned. Wasn't mentioned. I don't want to speculate because I've got in trouble for speculating yeah, exactly. before. Big style. And then the only other stuff I found out was, uh, I, um, oh yeah, Pablo Suarez is there. Uh, assist expert. He used to play for Cambridge Eagles in England, but mm. now he plays for Rome FC. Um, apparently, in the Leniverse, national teams have to come from the country. They have to national team managers have to come from the country okay. that they're managing right. because it makes more sense. And Argentina have got a young manager who's only thirty-eight called Marcos Anderson. <laughs> He's got a Polish mum. What? Yeah, when he was twenty-six, he became. <laughs> Mate, he's an Argentinian national. I went, Anderson. Okay. I said, Anderson, that's a bit of a European-sounding name. Yeah. Is he from... Does he have a father 
or a grandfather mm-hmm. from Denmark or Sweden. Len went, no, but he's got a Polish mum. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes absolute I mean, to sense be fair, then. To be fair, in the 1986 World Cup final, Argentina had a player whose surname was Brown. Yeah, so, I remember him. Yeah, you know, so. Anderson's plausible. Um, when he was 26, he became he played for Veracruz FC. Yeah. Another fucking Veracruz connection. Yeah. Um, when his 10-year contract ran out, he became the Argentina manager <laughs> okay. for the past two years. Good. Um, and he was a central defensive midfielder. And Len just said, listen, Argentina are a very attacking, skillful team. England's defence are going to have to watch out and be at their best. So Especially we given the fucking formation he's put them out in. I know. <laughs> we were, after just three minutes, White House put us 1-0 up. Whoa. There's a huge fucking England contingency out there. They went fucking bananas. Thought, this is it. It's going to be another thrashing. It's coming like, home. Against Uruguay or Kenya. Um, but then in the last minute, the first half, Argentina equalised. Suarez equalised. And we thought, oh, fuck. And then it was quite a stalemate in the second half. Apparently, White House's second was heroic because right. there was a cross from deep. Yeah. It looked it was looked like it had too much pace on it and he'd never get there. Yeah. And it was one of those ones where he fucking bolted in and threw himself full throttle yeah. at the far post to connect with, the, with it. Like, he, he put his body on the line. Good. Threw himself at it. And just connected at full speed um, within the six-yard box at the far post and got it over the line. And after that, England saw the game out. So we are in the final three. And we will find out who who we'll be joined by in the next... Tomorrow. Both the other games are tomorrow. I think as well that uh, puts paid to my criticisms of Spencer Whitehouse. He's... uh a lot of you people know, he's have done been the saying that when, when he needed to on so, the biggest stage, biggest stage of all. Yeah, well, apart from the final or the final and three that games, is when there was huge pressure. Yeah, baking heat, a packed stadium in Veracruz. Mm-hmm. Argentina would have felt more at home in a in a Latin American yeah. environment, right? And there was a huge amount of pressure. He was still reeling psychologically from, from the, the bear, bear prank, prank. Yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> He'd, he'd eaten a lot of marshmallows on Thursday night, so people were worried he was carrying a... Apparently, he'd eaten more than most of them. He'd, he could have been carrying a couple of extra pounds, which might have slowed him down. But I tell you what, he didn't look like he'd lost any pace when he knocked that fucking winner in, mate. No way. He, he reminds um, me a bit of Guy Lineker in 1986. He's growing in the tournament. Very similar. He started yeah. slowly in 86 as well, didn't he? Very similar. And that... That really consolidates his position as top scorer in the tournament as well, yeah. because of course, don't forget he got all those goals against Kenya. Yeah, so but any, a lot of any, people any have been score fifteen against Kenya. Look, I know you've been saying that a lot, but not any cunt can score <laughs> two in a World Cup in a <laughs> tournament quarterfinal against Argentina. This is true, and that's what Spencer true. Whitehouse did today. A great okay. performance. Uh, Jeffrey Skate done another amazing tactical job. Um, and onwards and upwards the path is clear and all the favourites are out they are and we've got two matches on Monday yeah two matches coming up matches. can't yeah. remember what. oh here they are I've got the schedule here um, we've got Morocco versus South Korea and then we've got Indonesia versus Tunisia nothing I to fancy, fear at all there I fancy South Korea in that first game yeah and I fancy very fancy Indonesia against Tunisia. Yeah, I think Indonesia, Indonesia are, my, after the, are my outsider tip, I think. Well, now, I mean, talk about growing to the tournament. Let's not forget, 4-all against the Ukraine, who are the reigning champs and, and favourites. 
yeah. then won it on penalties. Indonesia, a team in the ascendancy. But I so don't, we'll see. I don't fear anyone there, Sam. I don't fear no. any of those teams, no. any of those four remaining teams. The teams to be really scared of have gone out. Yep. We played the greatest team in Earth tournament history in the Philippines, and we got a very creditable draw against them. Yeah, And so that was our taste of a real big hitter. And I thought we did did ourselves justice. And if anything, we've got better since that game. And so, do, we know, do, do we know when the uh, group of three begins? No, no idea. Fucking September. Well, don't, don't forget that the tournament is scheduled to end in August. And it's not even July yet. Yeah. Well, it is when you're listening to this. But we're recording this on Sunday the 30th of June. Yeah. Still in the aftermath of that the afterglow of that fantastic victory. So yeah. I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm starting to think, you know, listen, schedules can shift quickly. Anything can shift. If the Logic. Fucking, if the fucking Ev- format of the tournament can shift. Yeah. The boundaries are always shifting in the Leniverse. Yeah. So that's it. That's today's uh, uh, tournament. Good. Um, update. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Jalapeño. Kylie Minogue. Let's talk about Kylie Minogue at Glastonbury. First of all, before we go to Kylie Minogue, yeah. let's give thanks and praise to the cunter who took the fanny powder flag to Glastonbury and got it on BBC Two in the middle of um, Janet Jackson's set yesterday, Saturday afternoon. It was the greatest moment in Glastonbury history. I think we can all agree on that. It certainly replaces my greatest ever Glastonbury moment, which was when the one and only time I've been in 2008, coming up on a pill at around about uh, early afternoon, about two-ish, uh, whilst yeah. watching Joan Armour trading. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was probably my favourite ever Glastonbury moment, but now it's been surpassed. And I was absolutely, genuinely, not joking, I was absolutely fucking buzzing Yeah. when I saw that. Yeah, I didn't see too. it live, unfortunately. That would have been absolutely incredible. But when it when the, when the guy started tweeting it, I was delighted, mate. I yeah, can't I'm believe it. What a sense of pride. And those fellas... Once they're back, when they're listening to this, get in touch because I am. Yeah. We're so delighted, and we hope to we, meet you when we're out on tour. Yeah, we have we have plans for you. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's just actually tweeted. Um, where is the flag? And it looks like, yeah, someone called Niall Baxter has f- tweeted a photograph with an update of the flag. Oh yeah, uh, and he's saying they've left it at the campsite. 
What? I don't know whether he's part of their party or whether he's yeah. just an observer who's gone past it. But he says, uh, they've left it at the campsite, all a little bit worse for wear to carry a flag around. Yeah. Well, listen, if anyone, and this is a real long shot, if anyone's hearing this, but this won't be out till Monday night, but if someone gets that flag and brings it to us, leave the fucking pole. We don't want the pole. If someone <laughs> can, flag up. If someone can get the flag, roll it up, bring it back and somehow get it to us, yeah. there will be a cash reward. We can possibly get it out to Mexico in time for the Earth Tournament final. Now, that would be the icing on the cake. Wouldn't it just... Like, it's one thing seeing it during Janet Jackson, but another... Seeing, the only way you could top seeing it on BBC Two during Janet Jackson. I mean, and I'm a huge Janet Jackson fan, although it was a lacklustre performance. It wasn't good, I, was it? I felt that the flag really elevated and otherwise... Yeah pretty disappointing she, show she, she probably saw the flag and thought oh, thank god for that because this this set needs a boost and that's hey, the boost that it needs fanny powder i was waiting for her to do the shout out see we <laughs> yeah. got some corners in the crowd Woo! <laughs> ifs in the house i'm ifs too and this song goes out to all the other counters <laughs> it's rhythm nation <laughs> so you know Kylie. when you know when the Jack you know when I met the Jacksons, this is yeah. a well worn story. And when they were in the studio at Talk Radio and I was interviewing them and lots of funny things happened. But one of the funniest things was when they went, when they were leaving, I said, So where are you fellas off to now then? More interviews or what? <laughs> oh, we're going to see our sister. And I went, Your sister? Which one? And I'm thinking, they must mean Latoya. Yeah. I, I don't know why I thought that, but I thought, Janet, Janet's too glamorous to have ever set foot on in a place as dreary as old England. <laughs> it's no, This is no place for a woman like Janet Jackson. That's right. She should never be here. It would be wrong. And they go, oh, she's just had a, she's just, we've just had a new niece or nephew. Come on. She's just had a baby. And I went, what janet because i knew i'd read that janet jackson their baby and they go uh-huh and i said what is she in london and they went one of them like randy or someone just gave it shh and put his fingers to his lips put his finger to his lips and then the other thing which i think i told you recently but big mark the producer yeah had to get them uh had to get one of them i think marlon maybe marvin right. Had to get him a fucking Uber on his own account. Right. And he doesn't know what happened in that Uber. But yeah. what he does know is that his personal score dropped from like 4.5 to 3.5 after that journey. <laughs> and he's never been able to find out the reasons why. But something happened between our radio studio in that Uber and the Jackson's hotel. Entire figure drop. Yeah, and he'd built that rating. figure. He'd built that figure up for fucking ages. Because that's an average rating as well. So that's an average he rating. Must have done he something was... that, that got him no stars. Yeah, to bring it down. I, mean, to I three don't know half. what he did. Was it? I think it was Marlon Jackson. I don't know what he did. Maybe he took a shit in the fucking glove box or something like something. It would have to have been on that level, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you mind if I masturbate into your ashtray? Furiously. <laughs> Come on, man. It's not a big deal. Just blame it on the boogie. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get out. <laughs> Come on. Don't you know I'm Marlon Jackson? 
you could probably throw me out of this cab. You'll only shout, "I want you back!" A couple of minutes <laughs> later, <laughs> get out. It's as easy as ABC. Put, put that away and get out. <laughs> Rock and uh. Robin, dude, dude, dude. Rock and Robin. That's what he <laughs> sings when he masturbates furiously. So Kylie Minogue says, speaking of masturbating furiously, Kylie Minogue said this afternoon at Glastonbury. Oh, God. Well, I stuck it on. I didn't know what to expect, right? I mean, I've always been a Kylie fan, but I thought, well, not really sure what she's going to do. I'll tell you what I thought. I'll give you a quick overview of what I thought. Okay. Simplistically was great about what she did. And then you can tell me what you thought. Ultimately, she came out and she was fully Kylie and she was totally unapologetic about yeah. being Kylie yeah. and that's what made it brilliant because I thought maybe she'll try and play it cool maybe she'll think Glastonbury I'll come out in a pair of jeans and a t-shirt <laughs> and, and some converse and I'll do some of my cooler songs like yeah. the one I did with fucking what's the his Manic name Street Preachers yes and, and also um, what's his name in the Bad Seeds you know yeah. Nick, Nick Cave Kiff. Nick Cave uh, do that one, do the Manic Street Preachers one, do a couple of the trendy ones, and maybe do Can't Get You Out of My Head, and then play it all cool. But yeah, no. No. She went She went the most Kylie she's ever got. Disco mental, wasn't it? She went beyond Kylie. Yeah. It was Pete Kylie. The gold fucking dress. It was Kylie the hair, cubed. The fucking disco dancing. The fucking people coming out dressed... The, Dressed as fucking wedding guests. I mean, <laughs> the fucking fireworks. And it was just absolutely sensational. And I even... There are certain Kylie tracks that are legit brilliant. There are others that give you a sort of a bit, little bit of a nostalgic... Like, the legit brilliant ones are things like Can't Get You Out of My Head, Spinning Around. Yeah. Right. Shocked. Then you've got... Step back in time. Got, yeah. Then you've got ones that... Um, give you a little bit of a nostalgic, gave me a bit of a nostalgic sort of um, buzz, like Better the Devil You Know, right? Yeah. I thought, yeah, good. But then she did the ones from the beginning of her career that at the time were like absolute fucking shit. Shade. Right? Locomotion. Like spe- a locomotion and especially for you, yeah. right? I was practically, especially for you, I fucking sang along to every word. I was like, yeah. this is a fucking classic. It is. It truly is. It's fucking brilliant. I felt like I was on ecstasy, Andy, watching that Did you? on the box. Yeah. The only down point, and it was a massive fucking down point, was when fucking Chris Martin from the Core Players yeah, that was came shit. on with his what acoustic can't... guitar and ruined arguably Kylie's biggest disco banger, Can't Get You Out of My Head, with his acousticness, John Lewis Twat. advert, winsome yeah. fucking Scientology fucking Bible group fucking acoustic campfire fucking bullshit. We don't need that shit here, mate. We're just, we're having a fucking... We're trying to have a fucking dance. We're having a fucking disco here. The last yeah. thing we need is you, you miserable bastard. But don't you come around handing out fucking pamphlets about fucking Jesus. Yeah, or about f- fucking colonic irrigation. Yeah. In fact, Funny someone powder. reminded me earlier, it was his ex-missus, fucking Paltrow, who yeah. apparently introduced Fanny Powder this to the true. UK. The, the owner of Fulham FC, Shahid yeah. Khan... And he did and, a deal. And imported a bunch of funny powder from her. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it came from. So, episode seven. Martin wants know. to wind his neck in. Yeah. Right? 
because he's been he's complicit in the whole fucking fanny powder epidemic that has swept our fucking already beleaguered country. <laughs> but that's another story, right? I also think, although obviously I, you know, uh, have nothing but disdain for the music of Chris Martin and Coldplay. I will acknowledge that he's got an all right vo- singing voice usually. No, I'm not having that. But no, no I okay. mean, yeah, whatever. But don't, don't be tribal about it, mate. Right? It's like saying Harold Shipman had a nice beard. It doesn't fucking. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't. Yeah, maybe it is like saying that. It's, you know, yeah, well, you can't. Is. Yeah, all right, it is. Maybe he did have a nice beard. I'll tell you what, he did have a nice jumper. All right, then we'll have that instead. Nice yeah. beard and jumper. That makes it. He's got two Everyone's things that are nice got, about him. Are, it's so that, like saying the Nazis always made the trains run on time. Right. You've just said, right, Harold Shipman had a nice beard and a nice jumper, and that, yeah. that we'll put that against Chris Martin's one redeeming feature, his nice voice. So that means that Harold Shipman's better now, than Chris Martin. Listen, what I'm trying to say is he actually didn't have a nice voice tonight. Because in the past you thought, yeah, he's got an all right he can sing. He can the fella can hold a note. Yeah. Right? But no, I mean he's no, no Alexander <laughs> O'Neill, right? But <laughs> for a fucking white bloke from Devon or wherever the fuck he reckons he's from not bad. Well, he's, she's given him of his fucking chance to sing a bit of um, Can't Get You Out of My Head, and yeah. he's fucked it. He was totally out of key. I could yeah. have done it better. And then, so. they, 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 I mean, he did the acoustic version of it, and then they sort of ramped it up a little bit, but it still didn't reach full disco banger level, which is what the recorded version of it is. It was a bit more lively. They had the rest of the band join in. But it was still a fucking complete wasted opportunity. That mm. field could have been bouncing up and down if well, they'd done it, the proper can't get you out of my the, head. The, the, the field did go fucking mental. Fucking Do you know ruined what La- it. Lauren Laverne said, right, afterwards, she said that she had never, and I'm assuming she's been to her fair share of fucking Glastonbury's. I think she's mm. even performed at some. She said that it was, she had never seen a crowd respond like that at Glastonbury yeah. ever that's and good. that is quite a statement isn't it yeah that's good that that just shows how important Kylie is to the it fabric it was fucking of, great I, I actually music. think my, my best bit I mean me, me and my missus were fucking spellbound by it even my kids were actually and um, we were like fucking hell she's like she's almost like better than ever she absolutely yeah. commanded the whole thing it was like you know when you see a diva at their absolute fucking peak when they've got a, a certain authority over the crowd yeah so like you know you're talking about your madonnas i suppose or yeah you know like people like fucking diana ross but like, at their, yeah right <laughs> near far wherever you are she'll do it next year won't she old dion probably um anyway it was great that's all we've got to say about it oh, it was I, fucking I, sensational I, I, at the end of it i just simply tweeted i saw and heard nothing in kylie's set to threaten my unwavering belief that we will eventually be married and that's well you might that. be and funnily enough i was saying to my wife i was going she dare uh, because there was one song, what is it, to All the Lovers. Yeah. She's got a song to All the Lovers, right? All the Lovers there were before. Yeah. And I went, I, for some reason that annoyed me, because I started thinking, what fucking lovers? I got jealous. Yeah. Because, obviously, like all men of a certain age, even 
the untriggerable types like yeah, us. Of course, yeah. We're all there thinking, Jesus. And, and you sort of convince yourself that Kylie either is now or once was your girlfriend. I mean, yeah. in a way, I think I was sublimely thinking, I'm sure, I'm sure I went out with Kylie, didn't I? No. You kind of think you did. Or, I can't have do. done. But did I? Right. And then when she's going to all the lovers that went for I'm thinking, fuck off, me? Kylie. Like who? I thought, all right, Hutchins. Yeah. Killed himself wanking, but you know. Um then I thought well, well Jason Jason Donovan, fair enough. We've already had the song, we remember that, right? Yeah. Then I thought I went, who else? I said to Anna, who else? I went, Oh, not that fucking French cunt French who broke twat. her heart. Yeah. And I fucking said, I forgot about that fucker. Yeah. I tell you what, that was what that was the catalyst for Brexit, right? Probably. Because Kylie might be Australian by birth, but she is a British national treasure. Yeah. And when that fucker it is the t- the arrogance of the French is unbelievable. Who who has the arrogance and the temerity to cheat on Kylie? Kylie is your bird, and you're out down the pub. And I don't know who it was, probably some young bit from a council bought Ledger, starts making eyes at him, yeah. right? Makes it known to him that it's available if he wants yeah. it. And he's and like, he's like, he's like three amp stalls in or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, fuck it. And Kylie's texting going, let me know when you're on your way home and I will order the curry. Yeah. Right? Which is a lovely thing for her to text him because she's nice. And he's thought, he's going up. Oh, Oh, sorry, uh, something, I've been held up. Uh, <laughs> and next thing you know, he's off back with the girl from Bort Ledger, right? And he's thinking, yeah, fuck it, I'll get away with this. Fuck Kylie, I'm bored of her anyway. Yeah. What a disgusting man. And that is why the British people wanted to leave Europe. That's what triggered it. Because I think as well, after Diana died, it wasn't Jill Dando that became the new Diana. I think it was definitely Kylie. It was Kylie. I agree. Princess of of Hearts and all that. She is the princess of Hearts. But as well, Kylie's current boyfriend, this is interesting because I looked it up while she was on stage earlier. Of course you did. Because you mean, who am I going to kill? is the creative director of GQ magazine. Oh, no. Now, this is the first time... knob. This is the first time in the history of the world where I, and indeed you, have been higher up on the media ladder than Kylie Minogue's (laughs) boyfriend. That puts us at an advantage. Well, it puts me at an advantage. You're a married man. But, you know... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's yeah, suddenly, exactly. Creative director of GQ, a failing magazine. Fucking GQ. What is it, it? The fucking 90s? The fuck it, that's what I'd say to that cunt. What, you working on a fucking men's mag? What is it, the fucking 90s, mate? Come on, fucking grow up. Dick. Get a proper job. You, she's not going to stick around for long. It's only a matter of time, right, before Kylie decides she wants to do a podcast. And she's going to You want to get around. into the podcasting she's, game like me, mate? She's going to scour the podcasting universe and look at who the hot talent is. Yeah. And she's going to come to me, isn't she? I want to get involved with those guys. Yeah, not necessarily you, me, because I do right. two really good podcasts. Okay, well, look, now now seems like a good time for me to unveil my Kylie Minogue story. Here it comes. We haven't got time for your Kylie Minogue anecdotes, Sam, uh, because the episode's finished. We also haven't got time to talk about me on a narrow boat today or either of our school summer affairs over the weekend so they'll have to wait till Tuesday Are you sure? Bye bye Bye
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.